Heart to Heart Catholic Media Ministry presents Lessons from the School of Suffering. A young priest with cancer teaches us how to live. Written by Father Jim Willig with Tammy Bundy. Father Jim Willig courageously began to record this audiobook, but when the demands of cancer overwhelmed his strength, he asked his friend, Brian Patrick, to complete the reading. Brian touches our hearts as he finishes chapter one and continues reading this extraordinary journey of prayer. Chapter 2. The Student Body Are any among you suffering? They should pray. Are any among you sick? They should call for the elders of the church and have them pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise them up. James 5, verses 13-50 through 50. Exactly one week after the first family meeting, I called yet another family meeting. This time, I needed the support of family and friends even more because I had returned to the doctor for further CAT scans and learned that my cancer had already metastasized and spread to my right lung. I was extremely disappointed, more correctly devastated, to hear this. If the cancer had been contained to the kidney, I could have undergone a simple procedure to remove the kidney and been healed from cancer. Now, however, I was faced with having to undergo difficult treatment after surgery. Worst of all, I had already read that renal cell cancer is rarely curable once it has metastasized. As I shared this awful news with my family, they once again expressed their total support for me, and they encircled me in love and prayer. We had never before felt so close as a family. We were one in heart and mind and spirit. Then we all agreed, no more family meetings for a while. For the night before my surgery, some kind friends in the parish and my family planned a mass to ask for God's help and healing. A large number of people wanted to attend, so we had to hold the service in the church parking lot. Over 2,000 people prayed for me there that night. My best friend, Father Michael Sparrow, a Jesuit, came from Chicago to preach at this mass. He proclaimed the well-known passage from John's Gospel, chapter 21, where Jesus asks Peter, Do you love me? In this passage, Peter answers, Yes, Lord, you know I love you. And Jesus answers, Feed my lambs. Again, a second time and also a third, Jesus asked Peter, Do you love me? Peter keeps saying yes. And each time, Jesus reminds him to feed my lambs, feed my sheep. Along with Peter, I silently said, Yes, Lord, you know I love you. But the gospel continues and Jesus tells the most strikingly foretelling message to Peter that absolutely hit home to me. He said, I tell you, when you were younger, you used to fasten your own belt and go wherever you wished. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands, and someone else will fasten a belt around you and take you to where you do not wish to go. What he said indicated the kind of death by which Peter was to give glory to God. When Jesus had finished speaking, he said to Peter, Follow me. In his homily, Father Michael reflected on how in my recent life the Lord has certainly tied a belt around my waist and has led me to places and situations where I certainly would have never wanted to go. In fact, even being led to St. Peter and Paul Parish is certainly a work of providence that I had not planned. But as always, 
The Lord knew what was best for me when he led me to this beautiful and humble parish where people would so much gather around me, pray for me, support me, and love me throughout this whole ordeal of my struggle and battle with cancer. That night in the parking lot, as I looked out upon the 2,000 people who had gathered to show me that support, I felt so amazed at this outpouring of love and faith. Filled with the spirit of the crowd, I announced during the Mass, anyone who is as sick as I am shouldn't feel this good. I felt so uplifted by everyone's prayers and love that I didn't think the journey to come would be that difficult. Unfortunately, however, I still had much to learn. On July 20th, 1999, I entered Cincinnati's Bethesda North Hospital for removal of my right kidney with the 10-pound tumor. My entire family met me at the hospital to be with me and pray with me. My good and close friend, Reverend Howard Storm, came also to lead me to the operating room, where I remember him praying Psalm 23. All during this time, I actually felt the Good Shepherd with me. Certainly my family and all my friends, especially Reverend Storm, who stayed with me and prayed all during the operation, revealed the Lord's presence to me. I awoke hours later from surgery with my family gathered around me in the recovery room and sharing with me that all had gone well during the procedure. My brother excitedly came over to me and said, Good news, Jim. I groggily focused my attention to ask what had been discovered to be good news. Your picture made the front page of the Cincinnati Post, came his reply. Well, this may not have been the good news I could have imagined. I was touched to hear about the wonderful newspaper article that recounted the 2,000 faithful friends who had joined together to pray for their pastor during the parking lot mass. I was honored to hear about how God had used this situation for the first of many times to give a witness to the wider city and community. This was only the first of many lessons the Lord would teach me, that the more humble I would become, the more God would raise me up as an example and witness for God. I quickly realized that the school of suffering required a crash course in humility. My time in the hospital passed rather quickly. I spent only five days there, three in the intensive care unit where I received excellent care. There was one moment, however, that proved a bit precarious. I was in the intensive care unit under close observation when the anesthesiologist came in and informed me that I was breathing too slowly. I said to him, do you want me to breathe faster? Thinking that my respiration rate had already increased with the announcement. He explained that the epidural medication that was so wonderfully slowing down the pain was also not so wonderfully slowing down my rate of respiration. He needed to remove the epidural. The doctor asked me how I typically dealt with pain. I answered that I was never particularly fond of it. As a matter of fact, during my infrequent pre-cancer doctor visits, whenever a doctor asked if I was allergic to anything, I sometimes answered, yes, I'm allergic to pain. Now I was about to get a major dose of what we all hope to avoid. I doubt that I am much different from most people in our society who are faced with pain. I had never had to deal with much pain because our society does everything possible to mask or minimize or eliminate it. We witness every day the massive efforts by a multi-million dollar industry to kill pain. But during that transition from epidural to alternate pain medications, I was in excruciating pain. I had never in my life felt such physical agony. I started to feel as if I were living a rerun of my surgery, only this time I did not have the benefit of any anesthesia. I actually felt I was under the knife. I could physically feel a knife stabbing me in my abdomen and back. At the moment when the pain was at its absolute worst for me, I cried out to God for help like Jesus cried out on the cross. 
Within a minute, an angel of God came to me. Her name was Rosalind, and she happened to be one of the hospital chaplains. This was one of many similar incidents throughout my time at the School of Suffering. Often, when I've gotten to my lowest point, feeling completely down and out, the Lord has sent someone to help me. This time, Rosalie was the angel of the Lord. She held my hand and explained exactly what was going on and what I might expect in this time of transition. Her calm presence gave me strength, and I sought Rosalie's counsel often to help me through the continuing physical and emotional pain. Asking for help was not an easy lesson for me to learn. It was humbling for this minister to let someone else minister to him. I'm not alone in this mindset. So many hurting people in the world never call for help. Where do they turn instead? Some turn to drugs for relief. Others turn to alcohol to mask their pain. In each of these ways, we deal with the symptoms of what we are feeling and not the causes. Once I became willing to let others help me, I became so aware of God's presence. The presence of my support system during my hospitalization constantly reminded me of how blessed I was. While in the ICU, at least one person was always with me, praying for me. It was so touching and such a profound teaching. It reminded me to always ask for help and prayers. The lessons from the School of Suffering are humbling. The humble truth is, we all need a lot of help in life with our problems and struggles. We must first recognize that we need help, and then we must ask for it. This is real humility, to ask for help and to be open to receive it. If only we ask for help, God will provide it. God's response to our prayers will come through family, friends, and professional people. Perhaps an ancient proverb says it best. When the student is ready, the teacher appears. Lessons Humility is a prerequisite for learning and growing. Humility helps us recognize that we all need help in life to deal with problems and difficult situations. Humility allows us to receive and work with the help that God provides through our family, friends, and professional people. We need to address not merely the symptoms of our problem, but more important, the root of our problem. God's angels, helpers, messengers surround us. We want to be open to them. Assignment Talk about your problem or situation with someone you can trust. Develop deep friendships that can offer reciprocal support. Prayer Psalm 23 The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leads me in right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Heart to Heart welcomes you back next week for another inspiring chapter from Lessons from the School of Suffering. If you are interested in purchasing a copy of the full recording of this audiobook, either on CDs or through digital download, or a print copy of the book, or other resources available through Heart to Heart Catholic Media Ministry, please visit our website, www.htoh.us. There, you can sign up to receive more inspiring content delivered to your inbox. Or call us toll-free 
at 1-877-208-4875 with any prayer requests you have or other help you may need. And please, as always, keep us in your prayers as well. Donations of any size are also greatly appreciated to help support this ministry. This audio recording is copyrighted 2023 by Heart to Heart Catholic Media Ministry. Thank you for listening and may God bless your heart and the hearts of all of your loved ones.